But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. And that's it. Just us two. What the fuck is the deal, <laughs> Becky? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm chilling like a villain. Um, I'm super excited. Um, my roommate's moving out and her bushel of children. So I'm going to have the house to myself. Oh, congratulations. Is this a good moving out? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is super positive. Um, oh, sorry. I got my notifications on. I'm bugging. Oh, congratulations. Are you you're not going to get like empty nest syndrome or something? No, oh, as if that would ever happen. I'll be honest. The last time, because I had a roommate before this one and I was literally alone for three weeks, maybe. And then my other friend moved in and it was just, it's been two years of like chaoticness. Just have, of having, I mean, you have so many people in one house, it's going to be chaos. I'm also Latin. So I'm used to having a lot of people around at all times. I think I'm going to be really happy that it's going to be quiet and it's going to be. Yes, that's definitely going to be the best part. Roommates, I mean, not saying anything about your roommate any way, shape or form, but having roommates just kind of suck, especially when you get to a certain age. Uh, I think you're gonna love being by yourself. You're gonna get to do all kinds of shit in the house by yourself that you wasn't able to do before. It's gonna be great. Very, very happy for you. I'm super excited. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, I know we've been kind of inconsistent since our 100th episode, and that's mainly on me because I've just been super dog. I've been doing crazy shit like going to bed at nine, like oh, at 10 o'clock. And if I do stay up late, I just instantly like regret it the next day. So finally got some shit figured out and we're able to come back here and bring you episode five of The Duel 2. Happy to jump into it. You ready to get into it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I like that Yeti because it keeps my drink cold throughout the whole podcast, but it's loud as shit. I was going to say, I was like, slurp alert. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> so we've been going for a couple of weeks. Let's go ahead and bring it back with... <clears throat> Previously on The Challenge. Previously on The Duel 2. Landon and Brittany blew the competition away, earning immunity from the duel in the Losing My Mind Challenge. Landon is really proving himself in this game. He's now won two in a row, and he's showing the kind of force that he really is. At the duel selection, Landon and Brittany chose to save Rachel first. Mark. DM. MJ. This set off a chain reaction that left Nehemiah and Jin to face the duel. It's all a little beauty competition and all of them are ugly on the inside. Nehemiah chose heavyweight champion Evan as his duel opponent. Gutless joints, bro. Gutless? It is gutless. You. While Jin called out veteran Katie. I hope I can stay in this game, but you know, you never know with these things and they can turn any minute. In the elevator duel, Evan hoisted his way to victory, sending Nehemiah home. Nehemiah, you lost the duel, you're out of the game. In the pushover duel, Jin slammed through the competition, sending Katie home. Don't be too confident because it can bite you in the ass. It's anyone's game and it always is. And anybody who always thinks that they're gonna win, you're wrong. So the house is in an uproar for Brad's and Big Easy's birthday. Let's go over some of the highlights. Uh, one, there's Dunbar and Paula starting to heat up. What do you want? Oh, you want that? <laughs> I mean, we kind of seen this before with Paula and Dunbar. Uh, Paula seems to be initiating this um, encounter. How how does this make you feel? I Paula mean, I'm not surprised. To... I mean, this is Paula's always been a very aggressive, 
uh, sexual kind of a female. And when she's into it and she wants to, she goes and gets what she wants. Uh, whether she makes the right decisions on who she chooses to go get, that's not up to me to decide. But she definitely makes that choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a huge fan of uh, Dunbar and Paul and Paula's uh, whole thing. But uh, let me ask you, if Paula doesn't have, oh, what does she call it later on this episode? Uh, the Paula Plague. If Paula isn't on the outs with the main players, the, uh, you know, the Evans and the Landons and the Brads, does this still happen? Yes. Yes, you think so? I mean, she said it in the early episodes about, hey, if she's bored, there's Dunbar. I think if you look at the guys in the house, though, too, a lot of them are kind of like bros to her. The bros. Like, you can't, I can't really see Paula hooking up with Evan. You know, I can't, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but they, they are like really like super bros. Like, they do have a lot of love for each other. And yeah. Evan wasn't there on the island. So <laughs> she doesn't have Facts. that, you know, extra factor of betrayal. Um, so, uh, second part that I noticed in the big uproar was Anissa and Isaac stripping. Who did a better job, Anissa or Isaac? Hmm. Mm, I kind of want to give it to to Isaac for creativity and just energy. And he's crazy and he's hilarious. It's hilarious. I got to give it to Anissa. Just form. I mean, it's like she's done this before. So, and much better to look at than Isaac. So, I'm going to go with Anissa on this one. <laughs> it would now, figure you go with the lady and I go with the man. But yeah, I'm, exactly right. <laughs> Big but, shock but, there. But I'll be honest, I'm more for comedy factor, you know? It was it was hilarious. And I love the fact that Isaac had a absolute blast. He was just like, this is the best time I ever had in my life. So um, I really wish we could see more of that on the challenge. Actually, you know, during these current seasons, it looks like we don't get too much of these these day parties. You know, Total Madness was great, but God, it just seems so stressful the whole time. It seems so stressful. It was hard to find moments of joy during the season. You're stuck in a bunker. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was meant this way. But I think it's time to start going back to some of the more fun stuff. Like, like, yo, like, uh, free agents was fun. This one was fun. Got to start bringing back these, um, these fun moments. All right, up next, sticking with the the topic of Isaac. Isaac has a bit too much fun, and it looks like he's going to pass out. It's my first challenge. This is one of the best times I've ever had in my life, hands down. This whole group in here is a big fan of yours. <clears throat> You're going to be here for a while. There's no doubt about that. Everyone is cool. I have no qualms or quarrels with anybody at this point. And you're about to pass out? I'm saying. I'm passing out. Yeah, you are. So just whisker him up. <laughs> I know Isaac pretty well, and he's off the wall with everything that he does, especially that nasty-ass toenail on his foot. Ew. Landon cut his toenail, which needed to be cut. That thing was about seven inches long. It was freaking out the kids. He had to come. Ew. I love Landon's priorities. Ew. Landon, your sense of humor points just went up. You know, wake up and be like, what happened? Now, while he's passed out, he get his toes cut off. Uh, he get his toenails cut and his face marked up. Now, it seems like he <laughs> takes his, uh, his, his face being made into the cat man all in good stride, but the toenail... Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to take that well. Uh, I'm pretty sure the toenail isn't really a big thing. It's a I'm deal sure, breaker for him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to come back at all in any way, shape, or form. Mm -mm. Uh, <laughs> the second thing about the party is uh, DM and Ruthie uh, set up a nice romantic space for Brad and Tori. Are you ready? Ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. We're so romantic. I know. Brad, Tori and I are very close, and I'm a sucker for romance and for love and all that crap. OK, don't waste it. We got to go. We'll grab more. Come on. It's, it's beautiful. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. What the hell? <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. I'll have you know that. 
I recently got engaged to Tori. We met on the challenge, we came off the show, we lived together for a month, and we just fell in love. Danger, keep out. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's see what's going on in here. Oh my god. This is nice. <laughs> Tori, you have to give me a two minute warning. I'm sorry. No. I had no sorry. idea what was going on. We'll just take a power nap in these flowers, yeah. sweetie. The best thing I have in this house to center myself as an individual would be Tori. We've combined our lives outside of this game, and there's no going back on that. And it's a situation where even in this game, it's not my game and it's not her game, it's our game. I love you. Bye. 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 Thanks, Thank guys. You. Have fun. Oh, no. I for one, I thought that was super, super cute. Um, it was good seeing DM back to being lighthearted and and kind of just having fun with it i don't i feel like this is a good effect of ct not being in the house at this point i think if ct was still in the house even that whole thing with adam didn't happen i think things would be a lot more tense but i thought it was an overall very cute moment that they did for brad and tori i i agree it's it's a very sweet it's a it's funny because it's almost foreshadowing to you know the dramas that I'm sure are going to happen when a married or engaged, I think they're just engaged in, in this particular season. But I I find it very interesting seeing the dynamic of Tori and Brad, knowing now what we know. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I try to view these things in the moment as much. I don't try to compare too much to what's going on now. I mean, but it, this is just case in point that the challenge producers have been doing this for a long time and they know what to show. So the next day, Dunbar is regretting the decision of moving out, uh, uh, moving out of the boys' room and having caught this, uh, this Paula play. You know, the dumbest thing I ever did was move in here in this room. I swear to God, the dumbest thing I did is give MJ my bed. Because it separated me from like all the little conversations and like it made me kind of a nomad because for a couple days there, Jesse my bag sat in the hallway. I still think that no matter what, even if you were in the room, they would still, you'd be the odd man out every time. And I was definitely more involved than Isaac or Isaac's Landon. not involved. They're not looking at them no, like they're no, involved. No, no. After I caught the Paula plague and everybody basically turned their back on me, I've just been chilling. Right now, Dunbar is the only person that I know will say my name. A part of the game, like I want to be a part of the game here in the end, is one of us has to take out Landon because Landon cannot be here in that final. Because he will beat you. Yeah, the kid has no stop button. He does this for fun. <laughs> weirdo. I think that I will be going into a duel very soon. I would go in any duel. Uh, I like all five games, but I'm not someone you want to go against. Don't underestimate me. No, but better yet, underestimate me. Underestimate the hell out of me, please. Uh, he's feeling like he's going to be going in soon. Now, we've seen, you know, before, and we see in upcoming seasons, that room placement is really, really, really important. Do you take this as Dunbar just committing self-sabotage by jumping out of the room? You know, he's, you know, Isaac is, uh, is one of the new pets. Nobody's really gunning for him that much. And he's starting to feel a little bit replaced. Is he being too over-paranoid, or did he really catch the Paula Plague? I think he's had the Paula Plague. I don't know what you're talking about. He's the only <laughs> the one that he's choosing. And everybody knows that Paula and Dunbar are going to vote together. Uh, and that's just, especially since she, she picked Dunbar over MJ that one time. So it kind of it kind of shows that she was already going to either way he was he's connected to her i know evan's trying desperately to disconnect any connection to her and i think he's doing a good job but you know dunbar is in it at this point he caught the plague the minute she chose him over mj you know it's funny because um Guys call females crazy all the time. It's 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 a it's a regular retort. Oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. Uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong. In some cases, it's true. But in Paula's case, I see this happening mainly because I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody's gonna um, everybody's going to experience some form of backstabbing, some form of somebody who you're close to or a friend choosing the game over you. 
Um, and Paula is really made this way and is really embedded in her and is still fresh off from the events of the island. Now, granted, Evan wasn't on the island, but Evan, come on, J.E.K., he's in the whole clique. She doesn't feel like she can trust a lot of people, and she's smart not to. So I know everybody is really pissed off about how the way Paula plays this game at this point in her career, but also I understand why she is this way. Do you feel like Paula should have a little bit more, that people should show Paula just a bit more empathy on why she feels like Dunbar is the only person she could trust? Because she knows Dunbar won't say her name. I mean, I think people can be more understanding, but I think when you're in a game and you're seeing your chances of money walk away because somebody doesn't trust you for no apparent reason. I mean, not everybody in that house backstabbed her. Uh, but Paula has a bad history of choosing toxic men to align herself with that end up tossing her to the curb. So I think she should be more upset with her own choices uh, because she's the one that chose to align to these people. She's, she's friends with, quote unquote, friends with these people. Uh, and they keep messing her over, you know, so whose fault is it? You know, screw okay. me over once, shame on me, on you. Screw me over twice, shame on me. All right. Good job with the victim blaming. Let's go ahead and move on. When someone <laughs> betrays you once, you, you keep a side eye on them. You're like, okay, this could happen again feasibly. Probably will. Let's go ahead and jump into the daily. Today's daily is going to be called. Today's challenge is don't let go. First, we're going to put you guys into guy-girl partners. One of you guys is going to be harnessed into that swing. The other player is going to be harnessed so that they can stand on the edge of that platform. The only thing holding your partner up from a 200-foot free fall is your partner's hands. When I say go, the clock starts, and it doesn't stop until you let go of your partner. The team with the longest time will win today's challenge. Receive this T-Mobile. G1 approval. It's everything you love about the web now on a phone. But more importantly, safe from elimination, safe from the duel, still in the game, going for the big money. Brittany and Landon, because you guys won the last challenge, you guys are going to determine in order which the pairs will compete. Right away, I know that I want to go last, just as in any like real timed event, you want to see what the best time is. And so that's something in your head that you can shoot for. Another benefit to going last is you get to see what other people do, what helps them. You know, are you going to go cross hands? Are you going to go straight hands? All right, guys, up first, we need Paula and Dunbar. We're first, which in this game is kind of last because you're going into it with no experience. You're figuring it out as you literally put the damn harness on. All right, you guys ready, set, go. <laughs> So the male partners have to hold the females over pretty much a cliff and they're hanging on by a bungee cord and whoever has the longest time, last man standing, wins. Brittany and Landon gets to make the order and they are going to go last, of course. And big surprise here, Dunbar and Paula's up first. Derek and Kim is up next and Kim freaks out immediately. So here we go. Are we really doing it? Is this we're doing it? it, we're doing it, babe. Set. I got you. Ah! Ah! Oh God, Derek, please. We got Easy and Jen, Isaac and Ruthie, Brad and Tori. Uh, yeah, so this one really stuck out to me. It's gonna be Evan and Diem. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hate high to the passion. It's not cute, it's not fun, and I kind of like my life. You hold on 20 more seconds right now. I am not letting go. I don't care. I'm not swinging down. I don't want to swing down. Don't you let me go. Don't you let me go. Don't you let go. Don't, don't you let me go. DM, focus. I don't speak gibberish. I speak Canadian English. Hold on, Evan, right now. You're going to go to the door. You're going to go to the door. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And DM was super intense. In fact, now, DM has had many uh, uh, classic challenge moments. I'm talking about moments that you could replay over and over again. And this one is actually one of my favorites. I don't think he gets played enough. She is really, really going off. How was DM's reaction with Evan holding on to her during this daily? I mean, it's comedy. I understand Evan getting agitated because it gets really annoying to have someone just yelling at you the way she was. The, um, the part that I found so comical is when she did fall. <laughs> She's literally swinging through the air, 
and having like a temper tantrum that I imagine like a 10 year, like a five year old would have when you take away their ice cream, arms flailing, legs going everywhere, just full on. But the thing is, is I'm also terrified of heights as well. So I can understand, but hers is almost like, you almost is like, is it too much of a reaction? I think is it's too it... much. It, it can't help at this point. I mean, you're screaming, you're wasting energy. I think it's better just to hold, um, just to, you know, hold quiet, conserve your strength, try to help out. So after that, that shit show that was Evan and DM, we get MJ and Anissa, and then Mark and Rachel is up next, and it looks like they have, uh, they at least come up with a decent strategy to try to win this thing. We got this. Yeah. I know that I have to beat around a minute and 25 seconds. I decide just to count really, really slow. So if I can get up to 125 really slow, then obviously I've gone above and beyond that. I'm gonna go, Mark. What's up? One more second, come on. Yeah. Most of the girls just hung and they just expected the guy to, to hold them up. I'm gonna use my strength until it gives out on me. And most likely, going last is gonna be the only real competition. It's gonna be landing at Brit. Go! Turn it off, babe. Two, three, nine, 10, 11, 20, 21, 22. Brittany has told me in the past that she's not that great with heights. However, she's handling it like really, really well right now. I can feel my body starting to shake just from trying to hold that steady position. 50, 51, 52, hold on, you 53, I can't, four, nine. Hold, baby, fingertips. I hate it. I'm freaking out inside and I'm trying to keep my cool for my partner, but I'm freaking out. Hold it. The results are in, and Mark and Rachel kill it. Now, back to back at the house, everyone is worried. Tori points out that the people at the bottom are the people who really have the power. And I think this is the first time that people are really starting to get it. They asked me today about Eric, too. Like, do I feel responsible for, you know, buying somebody for him now that Katie's gone? Because Katie was my friend, and I was like, that's what I said, too. I mean, everybody's trying to see who's going to vote for them. And some people think they're on the list and some people think they're not on the list. And it's always stressful. I feel like there's some heat this week. In this game, the people at the top of the order really have big targets on them. It's the people at the bottom of the order that control this game. He's an easy call out, though. I think he would go for... I don't think he'd go for Isaac. I think he might go for Derek. Yeah. See, that's where I think Derek's ticket's going to be pulled, which means... Which means what? Tori wants to make moves, and what I'm trying to explain to her is, right now we're in an optimum position, and I really don't want to mess with it. I mean, you're friends with everybody here. You yeah. have to fix the game, then? You're the game fixer? <laughs> Brad thinks that the less waves you make in this game, the farther you'll get. I mean, you got to look at it like this. You can't be afraid to play the game that you signed up to play. Brad is a genuinely trustworthy guy, and so that's just how he plays this game. You know, I hope that he gets the same respect in return from other people, but you just don't know. I'm playing her game at this point, right. and I'm totally sacrificing my own is what I feel. That's what I'm saying. You're doing two things when everybody else is trying to do one. Yeah. I really hope Tori and myself can keep this together. All we need to do is hang on for a few more weeks, and we can really pull something off here. I don't know what else I can do. Yeah, you may be, you're only really safe if you win the daily. After that, whoever's voted at the bottom is picking. If you didn't win the daily, yo, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Mm -hmm. And she's seeing that. And I think this is propelling her to want to make a a bigger move. And she brings this to Brad, and Brad is not open to this at all. What do you make of this? Whose side are you taking? Do you think Tori should go in, start making waves, start chipping off people at the list, and start not going with the list? Or are you with Brad? Ride the wave, protect the friends who are protecting you, and see how far it can take you. What are you thinking? Um, I understand both sides. Um, I do understand Tori's point, uh, but I agree with Brad. I mean, at the end of the day, there's too many people at the top of that totem pole. Um, and if you really look at it, do you really want to piss off 
all those people who are eventually just going to vote you in then. Like, you're you're not going to get picked. You're going to get the Paula Plague. It'll just be the Tory Plague at that point. So, and she will bring Brad down with her, similar to Wait Dunbar is getting brought down by Paula. So, I think Tory cares more, because obviously that's her fiancé, and she is going to marry him for a reason, so she doesn't want to piss him off. But, yeah. I think that at the end of the day, you're friends with people until you're not. Yes. Uh, like you, I do see both sides. And like you, I also agree with Brad. Um, what's the point of making waves? First off, nobody is targeting you specifically. It'd be completely different if somebody has their eye on you. Two, when it comes to the popularity and people at the top, you are up there. It is you, Mark, and Evan sitting at the top of the top. Everybody else at the top is below you. So when you get to the point where all of your enemies are gone, you got to start picking off people on the list. He's not on the top of it, at least not to that point. Of course, the wise move would be for the people at the top to start picking off the other people at the top so they can win. But I think the general idea is, hey, we're the top guys. We're going to go into this together. Doing anything besides that is completely ridiculous. Uh, You're at the top of the top for a reason. You perform well and you win dailies. Maybe not Brad so much, but his size and people respect him as such and as a good competitor. Don't make waves. Don't rock the boat. It's a bad idea. What I think Brad may have messed up at is conveying that point. Um, You know, you're going to marry this girl. You got to learn how to have a fight without actually fighting. You got to learn to be able to discuss different ideas and where you're coming from. And he was just like, what do you talk about? Like, that's crazy. Like, you're not speaking. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. And probably... Not the best way to go about it, but I'm sure they'll work on that and that marriage will be fine. I, go ahead and move on. What was funny is I was watching him trying to like see the Brad from like Dirty 30 and from Final Reckoning, you know, when everybody's like, Brad, blink if you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> another tense moment in the house was where um, Ruthie and Rachel have a little discussion. I talked to Mark about starting it off and letting it ride out. Yeah. It's like you almost don't want to be responsible. No, last time I couldn't even look at people. Yeah. Like I was like, I can't even look at you. Rachel comes in the room and she's talking all this stuff. I like it when she goes, you know, you know. And as soon as she starts saying, you know, I know she's lying. Everybody's got to play their own game. You know, like you're playing your own game. I'm playing my own game. You're playing your own game. Ruthie's not stupid. Ruthie is very much into intimidation and I'm not intimidated by her. Everybody else has to campaign and all that stuff, basically. I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, you're asking no, me. No, like, I'm, not, I'm not asking you. I just, I just, I mean, it's like, this is the game. I don't play the game like everybody else. So this is what people do, scheme, 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 campaign and all that. But my way of doing it is just to, you know, try to see where people's heads are at and figure out the game. And it was just like, how willing was I to play it? I'm not going to fix something that's not broken right now. Hands down, my biggest competition is Ruthie. I'm not looking out for Ruthie in this game. Now, when it comes down to the vote, Mark and Rachel, when, uh, they want to save uh, Landon and Britt. You know, they want to protect their people. Uh, Ruthie trying to get the lay of the land, having the feeling she's going in, presses Rachel, and Rachel identifies Ruthie as her biggest competition, all while not giving Ruthie a real answer. Now, Rachel identifying Ruthie as her biggest competition in the game. I mean, what does that really say about about Ruthie? Do you feel like Ruthie's getting, I don't know, like, does it seem like she's not getting the respect that she deserves? It's just because she doesn't have enough people? Why is Ruthie, uh, the person that probably one of the best female athletes in this game, who identifies her as the biggest competition, why isn't she running the house more or having more clout in the house? Or, you know, why is she, consistently fighting to stay at the bottom i think rachel at the end of the day is more popular and i think she looks more physically intimidating i think the only one that really is scared of ruthie which is interesting to say is rachel because rachel sees past a lot of those things and a lot of people just see her small stature I'm telling you, Ruthie's teeny. She's so small. She is tiny, but she's a multi multiple champion 
and she kicks a whole lot of ass. She's got heart for days. Absolutely. You know, she, she, in my opinion, she is the female Derek. You know, mm. just nice comparison. Nice comparison. Just she will go until she cannot go no more. So that's a good poll to have. I'm going to actually put that up. Let's go ahead and move on to nominations. So Landon picks Brit, who picks Evan. DM, and uh, we get a nice little Isaac quote. Oh, what the fuck did Isaac say right there? Hold on a second. Let me look that up real quick. Isaac says something funny right there. All right, Landon. I'm going to go with my partner, Britt. Britt? I'm going to go with Evan. Evan. I'm going to go with my partner, DM. I'm never in the beginning of the list. The beginning of the list is when I catch up on my thinking time. Because <laughs> he was a character. <laughs> Yo, Isaac really could have stole this whole show. At least comedy-wise, not physical-wise. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, um, uh, after Isaac, uh, Brad, Tori, MJ, we got Anissa, Easy, Ruthie. Jen, Derek, Kim, Dunbar, and it looks like Isaac and Ruthie are going in. Ruthie picks Kim to go in. A rookie who, at this point, have we seen her in elimination yet? No. Ruthie picks Kim, who's going into her first elimination, and Isaac calls out Land. You never clip a man's toenails while he's sleeping. Um, okay. Lot to unpack there. <laughs> it's funny because these two votes went in the completely opposite direction. Uh, Ruthie, who we just described as the female Derek, the small little pitbull who kicks a whole lot of ass, picks a rookie who is thin, kind of, kind of on the tall side, at least for her, and who's never been in elimination. And, <laughs> and Isaac picks Landon. Yeah. who has won every single season he's ever been in. Yeah. Probably not yeah. the smartest move. Um, let's start with Ruthie. Uh, do you think... Obviously, it seems like the smart move, even though I probably would have went with Britt because Britt has a similar stature. She looks tougher than Kim, but she also has never been in an elimination. And one of the people at the top is losing one of their people. I mean, you take out a Brit, you can take her spot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, talk to me. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think that, I, I honestly think it's a smart move uh, for Ruthie because she's really just trying to make it. Um, she, I don't think she underestimates Kim because everybody, under under, everybody underestimates Ruthie. But I think she, I think she's just trying to do her best to try and stay in the game. And I can't fault her for that. Uh, so she's probably going for the girl that she feels that she has the most chance of stacking up against. Where she's, you know, tall and thin. Ruthie is short and, you know, stocky. Not necessarily stocky because she's not but No, big, no, but I, I, I get what you're saying. She's got muscles. I'm inclined to agree with you. I have no problem. Uh, I have no problem with her pick. Hey, rookie, welcome to the challenge. Come over here and get your ass kicked a little bit. Uh, much more shocking was Isaac, who not a great performer. Uh, he doesn't give up, but also probably doesn't try his hardest. He's obviously there for vacation and a good time, but at least he's funny too and doesn't cause unnecessary drama. Doesn't disturb shit, at least not a bad person. Not exactly a, a Coley, but you know, at, at, at least he's funny and enjoyable. But he calls out fucking Landon, who is like undefeated at this point. It is- He just got balls. Let him have That his balls. is ballsy. It is very, very ballsy, but it almost seems like, uh, are you trying to go home at this point? Are you not liking New Zealand? <laughs> Do you want to go home? Early in the beginning of the episode, he said, I, this is the most fun I've ever had. So why are you picking Landon? There's so many other people could have picked. Big Easy, Derek. I mean, Landon, it just didn't make sense. Over the toenail? Okay, you're tight about the toenail thing. Fucking, you know, pour milk on him while he sleep. 
call it a day, <laughs> but to call him out in an elimination, it seemed like a real bonehead move. I, I understand that at some point you got to make waves, but you could have made waves with Mark or Brad and it would have been a better chance, or Evan, who has already gone into multiple eliminations. I think Evan would have been a much better pick if you're trying to make waves. Hmm. I think that Isaac is just that kind of a person that is like, if I'm going to go home, I'm going to go home in a blaze of glory. And it's going to be like explosions and grenades and everywhere. So I'm not surprised that he picked Landon. Um, I'm a little bit sad. I mean, he seemed to be really interesting this season. And I, I really liked his commentary. But he's very much, you said it earlier, he's there for... A good time, not a long time. <laughs> All right. So Ruthie pulls back off. Isaac pulls spot on. And this is going to be great. <laughs> um, Landon handles getting called out with just class. He's just, All right, it's my time to go in. Let's go in and handle business. Uh, I love the way how he approaches these things. It's, it's always great. Him is actually feeling a little hurt from the daily. And she, uh, I think the quote is, uh, dislikes physical stuff. And funny thing is, Ruthie, being the big dog that she is, feels like she's the underdog against Kim. I, I found that a real funny feeling to have. I understand that she feels like, I don't know, does she feel like the underdog as she might not win or just feels like the underdog that people are rooting against her? But even against Kim, I don't think anybody thought that Kim was going to beat Ruthie in anything. So... I'm not getting the underdog feeling. I think she just feels like people are against her and don't want her to to succeed. I agree. I do think that she feels very unpopular uh, and that people are targeting her because, you know, she's not in with the in crowd. She's kind of, uh, you know, in the outskirts. And I think that's why she feels like everybody's against her because she feels like even, I think if she feels like even if she wins this, she's going to go back in next week anyway. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and move on to eliminations. The boys are up first. The game is going to be spot on. Isaac and I have a 50-50 shot at this. The biggest thing in the way of me winning is Landon. So if somehow Isaac can pull off the upset of the century, that's great news for me. All right, Isaac, ready? Landon, ready? Go! <laughs> thought process is go figure out as much as you can on the ground so you don't have to do a lot of work while you're actually using every muscle in your body. Come on, Isaac, you can do it. Come on, Landon. Good job, good job. Good job, Isaac. Good job, Landon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good job, Landon. Yes. Isaac and Landon are pretty neck and neck. They seem to be on the right track. Isaac is surprisingly a lot quicker than I thought he would be. Stay calm. There you go. There you go. Keep going. Come on! I love Landon. We were on the same season together. If Isaac would have beat him, oh my god. All right, congratulations, Landon. You're still in the game by winning today's duel. Go ahead, rejoin the group. Funny thing is, I heard uh, Evan recognizes Landon as his biggest competition and wouldn't mind seeing him gone. And that just shows you the kind of guy Evan is. He's just like, yeah, I know we're aligned in this game, but guess what? If somebody is able to take you out, this is going to be great for me. Blood's not um, in his hands. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. And no blame. So the boys start off uh, uh, pretty even. Uh, Isaac is doing a good job at keeping it close. They're, you know, they're going back and forth pretty strong, but about halfway through, Isaac just kind of steps off of the gas a little bit and Landon goes full speed forward. It looks like Isaac's time is going to come to an end. In fact, Landon ends up dusting him by six pieces. It ended up not being very, very close, but I don't think anybody expected in any way, shape, or form for Isaac to win this thing. It's a pleasure having him, but you know, as we get, you know, as we get more into the season, as as we get closer to the end, 
that that shit isn't gonna fly. If you're not here to really compete, then it's gonna go. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to shit on Isaac or anything. I think Isaac is a, a great character, but this one just wasn't for him. I I completely agree. I think I think the challenge for him is just party time. Uh, I don't see him going out and being, you know, super competitive. I think he would get eaten alive in these newer seasons uh, because he really is just. He's a he's like bear, but funny, but like actually like tolerable. (laughs) You know, (sighs) how bad does that sound? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I definitely feel you. Now, up next is the main event, and it's great that the girls are really getting center stage on this one. The girls are playing back off. All right, Ruthie, Kim, today you guys are playing back off. Again, each player is going to be fitted with a belt with a hook attached to her back. And suspended on a chain behind each player, there's a ring. Your goal is to retrieve the hook from your opponent's back and attach it to the ring suspended behind them. First player to do this twice, win today's duel, Receive the Slacker G2 personal radio player. More importantly, still in the game, still going for the big money. Loser goes home empty-handed. So, good luck to both of you guys. Let's go. I am playing back off, which means I have to wrestle. Hopefully, there's some inner demon inside me somewhere that I can just unleash and maybe beat her. I have to technically do my best to take her down, watch every single move. And for me, I'm just going to go in there and do what I do. All right, Ruthie ready? Kim ready? Go! Interesting enough, Kim starts off the match looking kind of scared. She is stiff and Ruthie looks crouched, ready to pounce, kind of loose. They tie up and Ruthie pushes off and pulls Kim down. Kim puts up a fight, but Ruthie trips her up. Ruthie gets the ring, but Kim keeps her close. Kim is actually right by her ring, and then she just stands up and gets the round. At this point, she has me in headlock, and I'm pissed. I just want to, like, slam her in the head with the hook. I don't care if I leave her bloody. I just want her off of me, and I want this to be over. I went in, and... I did my best. All right, Kim, you're the underdog for sure, especially in your own eyes. Congratulations, you win the duel. Go ahead, rejoin the group. All right, Ruthie, pound for pound, no one's tougher for sure. It's a great try, but unfortunately, that's it for you. Your time here in New Zealand is over. Everybody, go ahead, say your goodbyes to Ruthie. I'll see you at the next challenge. Let's go. Uh, One hell of a fight. I think everybody was thoroughly shocked by what Kim that Kim has a lot more fight in her than anybody actually really thought. I think a lot of times, I think Kim was like, you know, I don't, I don't like physical contact. But when you get hit and your adrenaline starts going and you just, you see yourself possibly losing, I think something kicks in in you sometimes. It kind of depends on the person. I think Kim is that kind of person where she... She saw this and she's like, oh, hell no. She did not just do that to me. (laughs) Kim wins in a shocking, shocking upset. Now, I think a lot of people were surprised that Kim was able to get this win. But everybody was surprised that Kim had a lot more fight in her. But really, Kim got this win, in my opinion, off a strategy. She knew she knew it was going to be a fight, but she kept the fight by she kept the fight right by her hook. And doing that ensured that she didn't have to run across nothing. She didn't have to fight that hard. As long as she got a ring, she was going to win it. And I think Ruthie didn't realize that soon enough. And that's why she lost. Just Kim used her head and Ruthie didn't. That's why she got the win. I agree. I I completely agree. She made smart moves. She was able to analyze quickly and she made it. She made it look easy. Especially after a beast like like Ruthie, because Ruthie wrestles for fun, like she does yeah. what she does. So like hardcore too. Like I remember, yeah, wasn't it in the, the Katie and her got into this huge wrestling match, and uh-huh. it was I just think that was the crazy. episode right before this one. Yeah, and it was nuts. So to see that and to see her go down, I was I was really sad. 
I love Ruthie. She has such a good energy and she's such a positive, you know, aspect of these challenges that I was really sad to see her go home. It does. It, it did suck to see her go home. But, uh, it, you know, as viewers, it sucked. Uh, the top girls in the house was more than happy to wave goodbye. Oh, yeah. They were like, bye. And the top guys in the house, I think they're starting to realize that only the big dogs are left. Really, all of the, I don't want to say weak players, but all of the, you know, it's only heavy hitters left. The Derricks, the Marks, the Brads, the Evans. I think this game is about to turn and and take a, uh, I think the game is going to get a lot more intense from here on out. Uh, before the episode closes out, they see that, uh, we see that Brad and Tori wrap up their fight. I just think that, and I've said this before, but guys play on statistics and girls play on emotions. It doesn't matter, Tori. It's a game with a $100,000 prize at the end of it. I just came to you, like, stressed out, hey, worried about how the vote down was going to go. I wanted to know if you could switch something for me. One thing, I don't, I think the list is mean, but we have to do it. It's a mean game. I mean, it's always an elimination. It's always been that way. It's everybody getting upset about a serious amount of money. I mean, that's no secret. We know what we signed up for. We know what we came out here to do. I, I thought it was for us. Oh. And because it was for me. And so therefore, I thought it was for us because I thought that we are amazing. How do you see that? I just don't see how you thought. I made a mistake. That's okay. And when you asked to marry me, you said you'd stand by me no matter what. And this is a stupid game and I don't want to fight it's with over. you. It's over. Then it's over. All I'm saying is it's fine. Just let me know what you want to do from here. That's fine. I just want to do whatever it will take to be with you. If you want to go home, we can go home. It's hard, this game is very hard. It's very straining and it puts a lot of stress on us, not only individuals, but as a couple. Just let me know what you wanna do. There is no escape from this game. It's mental, it's physical, it's political. I don't care about the game like I did before. It's a misunderstanding with Tori and myself. We've got a great life at home. And honestly, I wouldn't trade that for anything in this world. We're opposites, but at the same time, we complete each other. We both better each other in different ways, and that's why we got engaged. I love you so much. Wonder, will we still be together? Me too. I wonder. Very, very sweet move. Brad holds it down, you know. That's real cute. I'm glad he does to see. what he has to do. Does what he has to do. Yes, absolutely. And uh, really, really great to see. I'm sure that this marriage is just going. This one is going to be for the books. Nothing's a long to run. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long ride, long run. At least, at least longer than, than some. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't realize how fast we could get through all of the good shit. That was a great, great episode. I mean, if you had to grade it. From one to ten, where would you put this episode at? Oh, Lord. I think it had a good amount of drama. It had some interesting things happen. I'll give it an eight. Solid. Uh, it was entertaining with, the, with all the stripping and the hookups and the eliminations. And even Isaac was, he, he elevated the episode because they did feature him a lot this episode. So I'm. Eight. That's not bad. I think eight might be a little bit high for me. I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven. Only because even though the daily looked really awesome, you're just holding somebody up until you can't hold them anymore. It looked good, um, but it didn't require a whole bunch of strategy. I'm, I mean, I'm sure the strategy and the different hold. I think that's the only thing that held the episode back. Um, the episode did have drama, but it also had the right kind of drama the good drama and hey, i'm paranoid because i did this it might bite me in the ass oh you got a a long-term couple in a fight about differences on how to play the game and this fight looked mad real like that's what i really like about some of these older seasons some of this stuff didn't look as staged i mean nowadays you got guys like hey we're gonna fight all season just to make right. sure we get the camera time that's needed and that wasn't this the whole Isaac thing, it was completely ridiculous, but it's also the right kind of drama. It doesn't feel nasty or disgusting or fame hoary at all. And don't get me wrong, 
The challenge is looking for that these days actively. That's why they have the people they have on now. So it's really nice to go back and enjoy some of these moments. I'm gonna give it a seven. I thought the daily held it back a little bit. Besides that, had everything we need to make a great uh, challenge season. And this was a good challenge season and a good challenge episode. I agree. So speaking of which, today is October 28th, 2020. It's about to be the 29th. And I just seen that Tori just got remarried to uh, did. a Nashville lawyer, I believe. So congratulations to Tori. I really hope she is very happy in this new relationship. Um, and props to her. Big shout out to her. Uh, anything else we need to cover before we get out of here? Go vote if you haven't already. Go vote. Yes, I'm actually going in tomorrow to vote early because for some reason the mail lady didn't take my fucking ballot, but I don't think it was done on purpose. Just accidents happen, but I'm just going to go. You know, I got a day off. I'm just going to go in early as I can. Go in, bang this out, vote in blue all the way down. That's my personal opinion. Feel the need to attack me on social media or not listen to the podcast because of that. Hey, it's your choice. I don't really give a fuck. We're doing pretty fucking okay. With that said, <laughs> make sure you visit shopthechallenge.com for all your customizable challenge gear. That includes shit from the Duel 2. We also got a new fashion line out where you can get Supreme, Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton, and Gucci. Any way you want it, I can make it. Shopthechallenge.com. Make sure you visit shoplwc podcast.com wait no visit shop lwc.com for all of your love war challenges gear we appreciate all of the support for everybody who buys one of our t-shirts there make sure you visit lwcpodcast.com keep up with everything going on with love war challenges see some of the videos that got stripped off of facebook uh stripped off of youtube and facebook for copyright <laughs> violations <laughs> we can't post them anywhere else so Check those out. Couple of cool shit there. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at lwcpodcast.com or facebook.com slash lwcpodcast.com. Make sure you follow me at Malik underscore MTV. Make sure you follow Becky at GiftMasterBex on Twitter. What are you on uh, IG? I am actually GiftMasterBex on IG as well. Oh, there we go. GiftMasterBex. I can love that name. I I think it's so dope. And with that said, that's going to close us out because Antonio's not here to do a proper closeout. Make sure you go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Really, really helps out. Anything for the algorithm. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us, listening to us. We appreciate that. We appreciate you. Have a good night. Go vote. We love you guys. Now. Bye.